0: Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 74 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Today I am bringing back another DBD all star, Chess Hall. He was the blogger doing Live Like You Game, and now he is in charge and hosting the Plus Seven Intelligence podcast. Really awesome podcast. I'm going to let him tell you all about it. Other than that, usual show notes, rating review on iTunes, subscribe, bring a friend to the podcast, love it when you guys do that, um, yeah, other than that, let's get to the conversation, Work out, Nerd Out. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. wizard, when we play we do it right, candle slicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. just for kicks, DM says you're gonna die. Chess, welcome back, man. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm exhausted. I took my dog on a very long hike today, and she's pooped. I'm pooped. Everybody's pooped. Oh no, it was just really nice to get outside before uh, before it got too hot down here in uh, in Southern California. So it was very nice.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been raining all across the state today. So. Uh... Most everybody's staying in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, that's not bad. There are those days where we can just stay inside and relax, and uh, not not leave the house. Those are good days too. Mm-hmm. So, you and I were talking before we got on, and it's been it's been about a year since you have been on the podcast, mm-hmm. and a lot has happened. Uh,
1: <laughs> get,
0: give us the short version of the journey and then we'll jump into the long version
1: yeah so yeah it was a year ago that that was last on your show and, and I was talking to you about uh, my website live like you game which was about life lessons you can get from video games and uh, it's my new project it has a lot of similarities but you know when I was talking to you i I think I was like kind of like I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of like putting together a project and getting it out there. Um, I was kind of fumbling around and not really um, like I was doing my best, but I didn't really have any direction, but uh, with my new project and I, I feel like I've distilled the the passion and the energy for it. And uh, I've made a lot more progress using this route, but um, yeah, my new podcast is called plus seven intelligence and it's, the show about how games impact people. So it's a little bit broader than than uh, live like you game. Um, it kind of includes pretty much everything of how games can impact and influence people's lives. Um, so it can be everything from you know how games you played when you that you played when you were a kid have inspired you, or um, you know unique or interesting games that have an overlap with with real life um, and also games that are designed to educate people and and to make a difference in the world. Uh, there's just a lot of different uh, ways that I think that games influence real life in interesting ways and uh, not a whole lot of people like really dive into them. They kind of gloss over them. So uh, diving into them is, is what this show is about. Um, and we just launched – uh, a few weeks ago, but, uh, so far, uh, it's been a, a really nice ride and, uh, getting some good feedback on it. So I'm, I'm really optimistic on how it's going.
0: That's awesome, man. And I did, I, I have kept myself apprised of how you guys are doing just because I'm interested in my friend's successes, mm-hmm. uh, but A, I really enjoy the podcast, but B, you have made it to the holy grail of new podcasts, and you are featured on iTunes, New and Noteworthy.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I was very surprised uh, when it happened, because um, it's interesting, because I don't have a, an Apple phone, so I can't check that kind of thing throughout the day. So someone like sent me a tweet about it and I couldn't check it because I was at work huh. um, so I couldn't verify that they were telling me the truth or not um, but yeah it's uh, I was uh, I was very honored by that and um, you know it's 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 a really awesome opportunity that you know now I'm getting a few more people come in uh, and check out the show um, it's only been a few days so I haven't gotten a whole lot of like I haven't even put out an episode since it happened, so it's pretty recent. So, um yeah, I'm I'm just so grateful and um you know, really grateful to my guests and the people who have been sharing my show and have been telling people about it cuz that's really um that's really what makes uh makes this kind of thing happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that especially after speaking with some of my own guests, like just The point of view you're taking where how games impact people, it is it is a matter of like video games are going to be with us from now until forever like, and you know as we get into our 40s and 50s and 60s like these generations are still going to be playing video games whether it be the latest gen software or if it's you know the SNES classic, you know, in 30 years, if we're all playing, like, the PS4 classic or whatever, you know, the uh, Nintendo Switch classic, whatever (laughs) whatever they put out in 30 years, it's... Video games aren't going anywhere. And so I think... Uh, Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I think the way that our society in general has treated video games is just is uh is really crazy cuz i mean they've you know if you run the studies and surveys you know people who started playing games when they were kids a ma- a majority of them are still playing games you know decades later and you know that's not true for a lot of hobbies or sports or anything like that it's it's something that really becomes a part of people's lives and you know we've demonized games and we've pushed them to the side and and i think it's crazy to me because it's such a huge part of our culture but at the same time you know it's not something that people generally talk about and mixed company it's not something that people treat with uh respect as you know as a, a genuine pastime as opposed to you know it's kind of funny basically a pastime it's almost synonymous with being a waste of time, but um, you know, some things we call pastimes and then video games we call a waste of time. Um, so I think it's crazy how we've kind of marginalized video games and you know, that's a big part of what I want to do with the show is show all these ideas that you know, people are brushing over or pushing to the side, uh, but there's so many cool and interesting things that are happening with games. And, um, and yeah, in decades from now... Uh, there's going to, um, video games are going to be just a fact of life, um, for everyone. Um, even if you don't actively play them or consider yourself a gamer, they will be a part of your life. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with that.
0: Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting the way you say that is like, if you play video games when you were growing up, you're probably still playing them or more than half of the people are still playing them. And it that rings true to me because yes, while I'm still playing like I'll get a new system every once in a while and some new games uh, I always I always love the new Mario Karts and the new Super Marios and any new Donkey Kongs that are coming out but I often find myself going back and playing the same games that I used to play like I'll go back to play Super Mario World or Super Mario 64. Uh, any of those time and time and time and time and time again, whereas there's not a whole lot of other genres that can say that, or not a whole lot of other things that can say that. I'm not watching mm-hmm. the same television shows that I watched growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm true, like I'll go back and I'll rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or something along those lines, but rarely will I go back and rewatch. I don't know. What did I watch as a kid? Um, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the cartoon show. Although, if I could find that on Netflix, maybe I would give it a rewatch. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's so yeah, maybe we're still watching TV, but our TV taste have changed. Whereas, I'm at least still playing the same video games I was playing, or the mm-hmm. same types of video games I was playing, you know, 10, 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, the did um, you know... And a lot of it is, you know, a lot of people attribute that to nostalgia, but, um, you know, people still study um, uh, Super Mario uh, Brothers, World 1-1 for game design. Uh, so, you know, those there is a lot of gold in, in the design of those games that is very, uh, you know, very consistent. It's like universal uh, it brings universal value to people, so so they do have really long, uh, you know, the, people will keep coming back to them because there's something universal about them, um, and you know it's also something that you can do that is like you know, I can show my kids Pinky in the Brain or something, and you know then they can kind of get if a feel for something I loved when I was a kid, you know, but having them play Mario. In a way, it's kind of different because it's like, well, this isn't just something that I enjoyed. This is something that like challenged me and I had to face these challenges. And then now I get to see them do the same thing. Um, so I think it has a little bit deeper level for me. Um, you know, it's not just nostalgia. It's like uh, sharing a, a, a rich experience that I had with them. So it's uh, it's something that's that's lasting
0: now what what sort of people have you spoken to so far? What sort of episodes can people expect when they go right after they're finished listening to this and they jump on your podcast?
1: yeah, well, I think a lot of people don't know what to expect when they uh, tune in and hear that it's about how games impact people um, so my it's maybe it's easier to explain what my approach is when I'm looking for stories is I'm I'm looking specifically for um, for stories of ways that games are influencing real life in in a in a tangible way or in an identifiable way that people might not expect. So, um, my first episode is with Andrew Reinhard, and he is uh, an archaeologist who. Um, He's he's someone known for doing the the ET Atari uh, 2600 cartridge excavation. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but yeah. um, uh, he's he jumped in on that and he was he was a part of that excavation. Um, but what he also does is he actually treats video games as a uh, as an archeolo- archaeological site. So he will literally go into Skyrim and treat the objects and things that he finds and analyzes them as if they were uh, something that he found in the dirt that he's analyzing and trying to figure out. So he's very interested in the idea of how um, these cultures and games can be, you know, something that was uh, written by the writers or if there's AI involved, um, discovering that. that. So for him, he uses games as an inspiration for his work. And he's kind of breaking the molds of archeology span with, with what he does. Um, so that's one big category that I found is there's a, there's a lot of people who are applying video games to their careers and doing interesting things there. Um, and I also will interview um, everyday gamers that I think have an interesting story to tell of how games have, Have changed their lives Um, and I also talked to designers who um, to try to open up about you know why they design games the way they do and the influences they've had with those games um, with the games they've played and the influence they want to have with the games they make Um, so in in a given day it's you know you might have an academic on might have a psychologist on uh, I've had teachers, I've had um, counselors, uh, a really really broad variety of people, but the kind of core is um, kind of challenging your idea of how games are impacting the real world. Um, and uh, I found that that can come from almost any angle. So um, so that's, that's the best I can describe of what you can expect because sometimes I don't even know what to expect.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's really excellent, and I know, I know, I really enjoyed the the first three or four episodes that you've had out. I really enjoyed listening to them, uh, and I'm actually learning a lot about video games and what they've actually meant to people. The latest episode with with the girl who was terrified of moths and butterflies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like that was such an interesting episode it just like it totally blew my mind that i didn't even i didn't even think that that could be affecting somebody and it's just the way she's taken it and turned it into a positive everyone go listen to that episode right now it's really it's great <laughs> really good um and remind me to ask you after the show if you've listened to our episode the D episode with bob DeShutter. Um I think he would actually be a really good guest for you and if I can arrange an introduction I absolutely will. Um uh, he's a really cool guy.
1: Okay.
0: Um yeah. On a on a why did you decide to start this? What was the what was the uh what was the reason?
1: Um well, I mean, at first there was going to be a branch off of my website and it was going to be something to try to support, um, support live like you game and it would be more self improvement focused. Um, but kind of, I don't know, kind of organically i I realized that, um, well, first of all that I wasn't a great writer. So doing a blog wasn't, uh, the best strategy for me. Um, and, You know, also with writing, what I kept finding was I'd find all these interesting stories, but I didn't know a way that I could connect with those people Um, because I could uh, I could like read their book and then I could reference their book and all this stuff. But I I just realized that that was just such a waste of time. Why don't I just find a way to talk to them, get them to, you know, just tell me about uh, what their thoughts are and, you know, bring, bring some interesting questions to them. Um, so it, it kind of evolved from that, that, um, I realized that, um, it was something that was going to be a way for me to much more easily get, uh, uh, get some ideas out there. Um, I saw that a, a lot of video game podcasts are very similar. There's not really a whole lot of variety. Um, and I think that these kind of topics in particular are very under underrepresented, um, um, for sure. So, um, you know, because there's some sites like Waypoint and, and some other ones that that do a, a great job on on these topics, um, but uh, in the in the podcast realm, uh, there really there really isn't a whole lot of in depth um, video game uh, storytelling or, or um, I don't know, digging into the philosophy of it, or the, um, or going anything beyond just what's what's the news is is really what most video game podcasts are about. So I wanted to do a show that didn't have any video game news and uh, and uh, dug into this stuff. So, um, and you know, I was it's kind of interesting. I my idea hadn't fully formed. Like I had a name for the show, um, but when I started describing it as you know, the show about how games impact people, that's when I noticed that people started to respond. They started to say, like, started reaching out to me and saying, hey, I think that's a great idea. Um, and so that's kind of how I knew that that's what I needed to focus on and that's what the show should should really be about.
0: Okay, very cool. Very cool. And you've gotten some good feedback, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, um, you know, podcasting uh it's interesting i'd i haven't gotten quite as like quite as much quantity response as i had expected um but i mean some people have you know really given me some uh some some praise that i'm super proud of um some people seem to really love the show so um so to me that's that's what i 'm super proud of is that you know there's some people that uh really find find it valuable and um uh, and you know they they just really want to see more of the show so uh so that's what i that's that's what I make the show for is is the people who who love it
0: for sure that's awesome and do you have any advice for anybody out there because I think it's really interesting that you're doing live like you game and then it wasn't really what you wanted to do, so you kind of stopped moving in that direction, you pivoted and then you started doing plus seven intelligence uh mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for people who might be in a similar position or who want to get started doing something at all?
1: Yeah, um, gosh, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of things I could say. I've learned so much about myself and about the internet and about hustling and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess the kind of key for me was... Um, you know, knowing, you know, kind of keeping a barometer on yourself of how much, um, you know, how much support that you need and how much response do you need? Because for me, blogging was a very, it was a lot of work and very little, um, very little feedback. It was hard to get people's opinions, hard to, um, You know, they say that it takes, you know, two or three years to build up a blog to get, you know, to get something that's, you know, kind of self-sustaining and, um, and have its own identity and own community. And I realized that for me, that just wasn't, uh, I just, you know, since it was a side project, I didn't have the, the effort to, um, I couldn't put forward enough effort for that long to really get a return, um, and to to know whether I was even doing a good job or not, um, so that's something I think people should really be aware of. Is you know I read so many so many guides and so many things that just convinced me that I could do blogging or I could do this or that, um, but it really took a self diagnosis of like hey I've been doing I've been writing this for almost a year. Um, and and actually before that it was going to be a book so really I've been working on it for two years, um so I just realized that, um, you know I had to be honest with myself about my capabilities and realize hey this this thing is not giving me what I want I'm not enjoying it enough I'm not uh, motivated to put in the effort to make it happen and so I I, I kind of searched outside of what I was doing. Um, So I think that's an important thing uh, because, you know, there are a lot of guides and things that will tell you about a certain way to do it and you'll be sold and then you'll kind of keep following that. But you might not um, not, might not take the time to answer the basic questions of like, am I enjoying this? Do I have a future in this like a year from now? How much work am I putting in on, uh, on what things um you know because for me it was taking hours upon hours and hours to write and then i really should have been putting way more hours into promoting myself and stuff like that um and that was just something that wasn't a fit for me um and i found for me podcasting was 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 a much better fit for me um so i think i think that's just something that's crucial is you know, everybody has their passions and stuff, and it's so difficult to find direction. Um, so just kind of taking account of, of, uh, of yourself and, and seeing, uh, seeing if you have the fuel to get to where you want to go is, is kind of the bottom line.
0: For sure. No, that's absolutely, and that's, I think that's good for everyone to know. Um, how are you going about finding your guests, reaching out to them? What sort of uh, resources are you using to to find this, these amazing guests?
1: Um, well, so far, um, let's see. All but one of my guests have just been me uh, basically cold calling people, cold cold emailing, cold uh, tweeting out to people. Um, that's it. I just... Oh, wow. I, yeah, and I've been absolutely blown away by the the positive response i mean honestly like if if someone had told me that i would get um like i've had one unanswered email one unanswered uh tweet and then everything else and one negative response that someone didn't want to do it yet cuz that wasn't big enough and then every other person I've asked has has agreed to come on the show so so I based so I mean I expected it to be that I would ask 10 people and maybe get one or two responses but so far I don't know why people have been just so generous with their time um I'm I'm just totally blown away I mean some of the Almost all the guests that I've had are more or less dream guests for me so far that I was like, man, it would just be so awesome if I had this person on my show. And I've done that, you know, six or eight times now. So um, I'm just like so blown away by the positive response. So, um, you know, I think that... um, I don't know so now recently because i'm part of a network um my my podcast network uh is helping me get a few more connections um okay. and I'm...
0: you launched on a network
1: yes yeah, so that was uh, a crazy thing uh, another case of people just being way too generous and <laughs> trusting me for no apparent reason um yeah, I literally just posted in this um, podcasting group. I just said, hey, this is the idea for my show. I'm a couple months out. Um, I had barely done any interviews by then. And um, and someone reached out to me and said, hey, I'm starting a network. I like the idea for your show. Can we talk? And then it turned out that um, what he wanted to do and what I wanted to do were really um, – uh, they fit really well. So – we basically did a joint launch that um the the network uh officially launched uh at the same time that my podcast launched. Um so it it actually turned out perfect for me. I I really couldn't have asked for <laughs> for a better deal.
0: That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's really cool. That's very very fortunate. I uh Yeah. In comparing your process to mine, um uh, <laughs> like my I didn't when I launched I didn't plan much I planned that I would have three episodes at launch but I I didn't plan much beyond that and it's just been I was just I was just sick of not being a podcaster so then I released <laughs> podcast and I was like all right now I'm a podcaster and then it's been a lot of course correction along the way uh, so where can people find it where can people find plus 7 intelligence
1: um, you can find plus 7 intelligence in pretty much uh, anywhere that you can find podcasts um, in apple Podcasts slash itunes um, we are I mean uh, google play uh, tune in Stitcher, Um, most of the, the smaller podcast apps pull from Apple. So you'll be able to find me on, uh, most like Android apps and stuff like that. Um, and we are actually, uh, one of the kind of early podcasts to get into Spotify. Uh, they only recently opened up to, um, uh, to kind of open submissions. So, uh, so we're on Spotify, which has been really nice. Um, So pretty much everywhere that you can find podcasts and a lot of places uh, that you might think are just for music, you can also find uh, Plus 7 Intelligence. Oh,
0: wow. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Uh, And I'm assuming they can find Plus 7 on the socials?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter, and Twitter's uh, the main thing for the show right now. That's at 7 underscore Intelligence. And then uh, also have a Facebook page um, that uh, gets, gets a little bit less love, but you will get all yeah. the updates and everything there. Um, so just search Plus 7 Intelligence. I think you can do like um, Facebook.com slash Plus 7 Intelligence, I think gets you there. Um, but yeah, so so we're there as well. Um, I'm starting to, I just started a, an Instagram uh, for plus seven intelligence. So I don't really know anything about it yet, but eventually there'll be something there.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I just started an Instagram for my dog. So, <laughs> so there's that. And she already has more followers than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. I was like, really? All right. People love their dog photos. Um, uh, <laughs> Is there anything else that we should know about plus seven intelligence or anything else that you've left out that you want to tell us?
1: Uh gosh. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. I just, one thing that's, I don't know. The one kind of struggle for the show for me is um, how to like kind of analyze games, but still also have fun playing games. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm putting games under a microscope and like dissecting them
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: and then making them not fun anymore. Um, but it, the kind of the paradox about games is like, um, you know, when you're in them and you enjoy them, uh, and you kind of just really get into the spirit, that's when you get, um, all the benefits that, you know, all these, um, uh, You know, people I talk to are researching or analyzing. Um, It it happens when you just get into the the spirit of the game and you have fun, you know, whether it's video games or board games. um, They're all good for your well-being. And, um, you know, it's, it's so I encourage people to, you know, I want the show to make them think. But I also want to make sure that they are enjoying games for games and, and, and they let themselves uh, have a blast playing games and not let people judge them for the kind of games they play or how they play their games. Um, just go have fun. Uh, the bliss and uh, the rapture of games is, is awesome, and it's, it's, uh, it's good for you. <laughs>
0: huh. Excellent. That is very, very, very true. What games have you been playing, man?
1: Um I've been battling a lot of technical difficulties. Um I I did manage to beat uh Breath of the Wild before my Wii U now is like mostly broken. Um uh having some kind of charging issue. Uh so I, I that's the last game that I like really dived into uh recently. Um and I've also been playing this game called 7 Days to Die. It's a um, I, I like to describe it as it's basically Minecraft, but trying to be like a simulator almost, where you can do a lot of the same things with building and constructing, uh, but the world you're in is a zombie apocalypse, and um, so it's it's much more gritty, and there's the and it's it's basically like being in in a, a zombie simulator. With some Minecraft construction uh, mechanics and crafting mechanics, so uh, so that's a great game because it's um, you can get it's it basically lets you live out a fantasy of building your uh, zombie-proof fortress and um, and and so it's a ton of fun. It's great to get in there and be creative and improvise with the materials and luck you have. Um, so that's a game I, I've been playing recently with some friends.
0: Interesting. I might
1: have to look into that. Yeah, it's it's a very it can be a very very intimidating game. It's actually still in alpha, so oh, okay. like they only kind of recently put in t- in-game tutorial and in-game information. Um, so it's, it's a little bit difficult to just jump into, um, but it, it's a very unique experience and. Um, and it's pretty fun. Um, a lot of inventory management, so (laughs) just be forewarned.
0: Oh, that's, that's not great. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer things that are not inventory management, but it's good to know. Maybe they'll adjust those mechanics for beta and then finally a final release. Mm -hmm. Um, God, what have I been playing? I'm trying to think of what I've been playing recently. Um... I have not picked up anything new. I have been I've been slowly but surely trying to play Pokemon Sun and Mario Kart Seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did, however, just get Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to dig into that one of these days.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I've. I feel really terrible because I, I have a gigantic Steam backlog um, and partially, well, part of it's because I've been having technical difficulties, but um, I end up keep playing the same games and going back to old games and sequels of old games instead of uh, instead of playing the games I haven't even tried yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling pretty super guilty about that. Um, so I'm going to try to knock some of those off before I buy any more games
0: oh yeah see yeah. I I have such a backlog not necessarily on Steam but like I've got some uh, some N64 games that I've never beaten I've got some Wii games <laughs> that I've never beaten and so it's like I really should I should just really go back and and try to jump into those. Because, mm. like, I really want to beat Banjo-Tooie. <laughs> and that game's, like, 20 years old. So... Yeah. I need to, I need to get on that. Oh. Um, you did say something interesting about when you were a kid and watching Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> so, do you give any credit to the theory that... Pinky is the smart one and the brain is the crazy
1: one. <laughs> um, I give credit to every conspiracy theory that I get about cartoons and about, uh, whatever media franchise it is, uh, <laughs> just cause it's fun. Um, I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, I, I don't have any evidence either way, but I have heard the theory, um, but uh, I I have I don't know if it holds water, but I'll I'll definitely be trying to look into that next chance I get.
0: Excellent. Well, you should because <laughs> it's a it's a good, interesting theory, and I enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anything else you've been doing? Anything else nerdy?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, recently got back from. Um, I went to my first board game convention. Uh, nice. Yeah, I was able to go to Dice Tower Con uh, for uh, almost the, the full extent of the convention. Uh, so that was just absolutely awesome. Um, and it was such a great... It was it was basically like a dream that just being able to go into a place and being able to play almost any game you can you would want to play... And there's people around who want to play, um, people who can teach you games. It's just awesome. Um, we, we had so much fun, uh, and it just like completely reinvigorated our, our joy of playing board games. Um, and yeah, it it was just awesome. Uh, I really want to go back next year. Um, and well, trying to go to any other convention I can go to, but there's only so many I can get to. Dude,
0: I, I, yeah, I know that feeling, uh, I'm gonna, I'm really upset because I'm gonna be out of town for a lot of conventions here in the, uh, SoCal area, um, but, so I've actually, if people haven't noticed, I've taken, like, a year off the convention circuit, mm. like, SDCC last year took so much out of me that I was just like, you know what, I need a break. I just can't mm-hmm. do this. So I've hit up some smaller cons, like a day here and a day there. But as for, like, jumping into the whole thing and doing the coverage that I used to do for Comic-Con, I was just like, it was killing me. Mm-hmm. It was intense, man. So my uh, my latest nerd passions have pretty much been rev- They've just been revolving around stuff I can do at home hmm. um, or near home. Like, I joined a book club for comic books. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's awesome because all the other guys know so much more about different comics than me. Hmm. So they're just giving me, refer- like, like, like uh, recommendations and all this stuff and loaning me issues. And it's just like... It's awesome. Like I'm in comics until like for the next 5 years I've got issues and stories to read. It's great. I love it.
1: Oh, wow. That's and, awesome.
0: And then I've been catching up. Uh, I did a TV show trade with a friend of mine. Mhm. And she is watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time and I am mm-hmm. and I am watching The West Wing for the first time.
1: Oh my gosh. I am a huge West Wing fan. Um <laughs> <laughs> When uh, West Wing Weekly started and there was an awesome podcast about West Wing, I, I about went nuts. So I'm, I'm trying to follow along with the show uh, and make sure I'm, I'm watching uh, on the same pace they are. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big West Wing fan.
0: I, a friend of mine referred me to the West Wing Weekly. And <laughs> so I was on episode six when I found out about it. So I caught up on those podcasts and now I'm pretty much listening and watching in tandem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. I really like, like it's a, it's a great show. I don't know why I missed it when it first, when it first came out.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, my, my parents watched it. Uh, that was like the one show that, that my mother just demanded that we, or at least she get to watch um, basically stop all the presses, anything else going on. She had to watch the West wing. So that's how I ended up watching it uh, the first time. Uh, almost all of it when it originally aired. And then, um, and then we bought the, the DVDs. And so I watched it again and then I came on Netflix and I watched it again. And then now with the West wing weekly, I'm watching it another time. Um, yeah. I just, I just really love that show. I love the wit and the writing and the humor—I um, I just can't get enough of it.
0: That's 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 good, and it's like it's great because I will send friends text messages and I'll be like, "Why can't anyone just give CJ the respect she deserves?" <laughs> and and all my friends will know immediately what I'm talking about, and they're like, "Yeah, we know, we know." <laughs> Uh, um yeah. so, and then and then me and a friend, we are keeping track of Buffy West Wing crossovers. Mm-hmm. Like there was I think it was like in episode four or five. Uh everyone takes Zoe, the president's daughter, out mm-hmm. to a bar. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the fact that nobody recognizes uh The president's daughter in D.C. (laughs) Like no, that would never happen. Um, Yeah, but she like these three jerks just like are hitting on her and being really horrible and racist and bigoted to Charlie, played by Dule Hill, and one of those guys is is Eric Balfour, uh, Balfour, who was played Jesse in the first two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And so, uh, me and a friend are having a great time just having those. I just finished an episode where they're doing the State of the Union, and mm-hmm. they have to pick a guy to wait in the West Wing during the State of the Union in case somebody blows up the Capitol. Yeah. And it's the Secretary of Agriculture, played by uh, Harry Groner, which, are mm-hmm. Grainer, who famously played the mayor in season three of buffy um so i was trying to talk to my friends about so does buffy happen before the west wing and he got promoted (laughs) or does he did it happen after the west wing and essentially he lost the secretary of agriculture position and now he's just mayor of sunnydale (laughs) So we're having a lot of those sort of conversations and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. Um, And that's, we're we're nerding out about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's funny to see how, uh, how, I don't know. It's a good example of like seeing how actors sometimes get typecast uh, when you see them in the West wing and then you see them in a show where they have a, you know, a similar role Um, uh, you know, especially I guess Buffy and West Wing probably aired, had a lot of overlap in, in their, in their time. So, uh, that's kind of an interesting dynamic there. Uh, 97
0: to 2003 and then
1: West Wing is 99 to
0: 2007, I think, or 98 to 2006
1: yeah I think the first episode was in ninety nine
0: everyone out there listening feel free to google that and tweet the answer <laughs> at me uh, yeah uh yeah. oh, anyways man uh anything else you want to talk about anything else you got going on
1: um no I mean now i'm now that the podcast is launched i that's really my main thing that I have time for um and I'm just really excited about getting. I feel like I'm getting dialed in, and and things are chugging along. Um, but uh, but yeah, now I'm, I'm trying to get into the rhythm rhythm of things. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the main thing that's going on for me.
0: Awesome, that's excellent. Um, yeah, nothing new is going on on my front. Just plugging away, Just doing the thing. Hmm. Uh huh anyways uh yeah man i think we're gonna leave it there where where can can people find you i know we talked about where they can find uh plus seven but where can they
1: find you yeah so on twitter uh you can find me at at chess underscore hall that's c-h-e-s so it's like the game but with one s um uh, so at chess underscore hall uh, yeah, Twitter is probably the best place for people to find me. Uh, for the show, um, plus7intelligence.com is probably the uh, the best place to go because then it doesn't matter if you're on Apple or a computer, uh, a PC computer, it doesn't matter. You'll be able to listen to the show and then you'll find links to however you would like to continue listening to the show. Um, and. My, my email for uh, the podcast is chess at plus7intelligence.com. Uh, again, chess with one S. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's how people can find me.
0: Excellent, excellent. And as usual, we will include all those, all those links in the show notes so people can find you there. Other than that, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to this one. Go give Chess a follow. Go start listening to Plus 7 Intelligence. Uh, really great show. Probably one of my favorites in my queue right now. And work out nerd out, y'all. We'll talk to you on the next one.